quite often it's said that Christians are, or all people, are moral people. They've got morals. So I started wondering, well, where do we learn how to behave? How do we learn what is moral or ethical to do and how, what isn't? Now, Bridget, maybe you can help me. How do we learn how we should behave? We learn at school. That's good. Yeah. So we can learn how to behave from school. If I wander around, anyone else want to tell me any other ideas? Sorry? We learn from our parents, yep. So we've got school, we've got parents. We learn by example, excellent. That's sort of school and parents and just sort of observing as well somehow, isn't it? We learn from books, yep. Books can tell us how to behave. Anything else? Any thoughts? Any thoughts of how we learn, how do we learn what's right to do and what's not right to do? I heard the Bible said. Yeah, so we've got a few things. We've got our parents, we've got school, we've got books, we've got example, we've got the Bible. So many different ways we can learn. We, we learn from other people. We learn from following their example right on this site here or maybe just over the other side of that wall as you'll know there was once a benedictine priory a priory a community of monks following the rule of saint benedict it was a priory because it was a daughter community to mont saint michel in france that was an abbey it had an abbot and then they sent out smaller groups of people into churches called a priory, where they're under a prior rather than an abbot, linked to the mother church. So there were some monks here following the rule of Benedict. St. Benedict, as I said earlier, was a monk who lived around 1,500 years ago. He wrote a rule. He wrote a guidebook on how the community should live, because like so many other people, he was concerned about how we live our lives and in a community how people live together. Now I wonder who sometimes, maybe you won't want to put your hand up, but who finds it sometimes a little bit difficult living with other people under the same roof? <laughs> I know I do, because I'm awkward at the best of times. And in a monastery, whether an abbey or a priory, it's like that, but multiplied a million times. I'm an oblate of Alton Abbey, and I hear stories from monks about quite what it's like sometimes, because you're living in an enclosure, you're all trying to do the same things, you can't escape from each other, and so you get annoyed and you start doing stupid things if you're not careful. I remember when I was training for ministry at Cudston, we had a former monk, who came to lead a quiet day. And he told a story over how two monks had a punch up over breakfast in silence. One of them wanted something passed over to them, whether it was butter or whether it was pepper, I can't remember. So he tried to, as they were eating in silence, he tried to give a sign, can you pass that over? And the other one ignored him. And so he was a bit more over the top, and he was ignored again. 
And in the end, he got so annoyed with it, he just punched the other person. That's the tension that we can have in any kind of community. And so Benedict was concerned with this, how people should live their lives when they're living together. A book of rules, a book helping people to live. Actually, in our homes, if we're living with other people, or even if we're living on our own, we've probably got some rules about how life has to go on. Maybe who has to go in what order people go to the bathroom in the morning when getting ready so it works properly. Or what order how people have breakfast or who does dishes or empties dishwasher or who takes turns when to do cooking or cleaning. There's all kinds of rules. Sometimes discussed, sometimes it just happens in our lives. I wonder what rules there are that you live your life by. Maybe at home, maybe in other parts of your life. St. Benedict's rule was written mainly for monks, but it's useful for all Christians too, as we think about how we have our shared life as a community. So I wonder what, what rules maybe could we have for the congregation here at the Vale? Maybe we have some already and we just don't think about it. Maybe there's some that we should pick up. I suppose one rule is the choir go forward first to receive communion at the altar rail. Because if they didn't, it would be difficult for them to be doing the singing during communion if they hadn't already received communion. There's loads of other rules and maybe that it's a chance for us to think afresh at how we should live our life together as a community here at the Vale. But back to St. Benedict, back to his rule. He had various things in it. I could read it all out, we've not got time. Devotion to regular prayer, getting up to get to pray together at certain times every day. Study of the scriptures, study of the Bible. But it wasn't all just stay your time in prayer in the community all the time. There were rules about doing physical work, manual work, going out, not just staying inside. There were rules about food, rules about not eating too much. Probably rules that apply to most of us at times. Rules also about hospitality, about welcoming others, feeding them, not just keeping it all to yourself. Rules about stability. Generally a monk would stay in that same community for the whole of their life, not diving from one place to another place to another place. Probably something that applies to many people here who have been worshipping here at the Vale for most of their life. There was a, there's a wonderful bit about it in the rule, about if you are an artisan, if you're a craftsman, if you've got a particular skill that you're really, really good at doing something, maybe something that makes money for you or for the Abbey. And he says, if you're a really skilled artisan, but it's all going to your head and you're doing it because you think, aren't I wonderful? I'm doing it for my own glory. 
Benedict says, if, if that's happening, just stop it. Stop doing it. You're, you've got to be banned from doing that, even if you're good at it, because you need to have humility and it's not about you. Also, there were rules about decisions and about authority. An abbey was under an abbot, who's the boss, like a bishop, but for a community. A priory has a prior who's underneath an abbot. An abbey has a prior as well, who's sort of the second in command. But there are people of various different ages, various different experiences in the abbey or in the monastery. And Benedict says, when you're making a decision, we don't just say whoever's been there the longest or whoever the abbot is says what happens. He says, no, you meet together, all of you. You discuss it. And all the voices are equally important. And he says something quite remarkable. It may well be that the youngest person, the person or the person who's only just arrived, may be the one who is speaking God's word, speaking God's plan. I'll repeat that. It may be the youngest person or the newest person who is actually speaking God's word to that community. So we need to listen to those who are newest, who are youngest, as they've got just as much right to share things and they may be the person God is using to pass on a message. What an incredible insight from Benedict. And as we prepare for our annual meeting during the family mass next Sunday, I think that's something for us to bear in mind. Not just saying, well, the rector or the church wardens or the church advisory committee know what's right or what we should be doing. Actually, what do our young people think? What do those who haven't been here for very long think? Because actually, God might be using them. God might be speaking through them. This was all Benedict's rule for those, that community, for a community of monks. But also, much of it applies to us in our lives as Christians and lives as a community. We see in the Gospel reading a ruler coming to Jesus, look, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to live my life better, to conform more to God's plan? And then in the epistle, we hear about the church being built up like a building foundation being put down and then building blocks up on top of it. It's what we're doing here as a community. We're building God's kingdom. We're not just doing it because we quite fancy going to church on a Sunday and we like meeting together. We're doing it because we're worshipping God and making his kingdom known. And Paul says, when you're building the church, the foundation has got to be Jesus Christ. That's the only foundation we can have. That is what this is all pointing to. We're living our lives, we're being church, we're worshiping God because of Jesus, because of making him known. That was what Benedict's rule was focusing on. Living as a community with God at the center, with worship of Jesus Christ, with building up his church. And that also is what we are called to do here in the Vale as we listen to what God is saying to us 
as we work together, as we are church in this place. May we be open to God's plans for us. And may his will be done and may his church be built up here and now. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.